Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. L.A. Film Fest starts uh, June 11th, and here in Los Angeles, a wonderful film festival, and honored to have with us by the Associate Director of Programming, uh, that would be Doug Jones, and the Senior Programmer, that would be Maggie McKay, for the L.A. Film Fest of the Los Angeles Film Festival, as some of us might know it. It is a, a, a remarkable event here in Los Angeles, the home of the uh, filmmaking industry, and w- how appropriate that it's such a great film festival. Uh, welcome to film school. Well, thank you for having us. Uh, if you Yes, hey. yes. I, mm-hmm. uh, and um, let's start with the... Uh, Maggie, let's start with you. How long? Sure. Uh, let's tell us a little bit about the Los Angeles Film Festival. I, I know it, it starts on uh, June 11th, coming up very, very quickly. Tell us a little bit That's about right. it. That's right. It's um, June 11th through 19th, and we're located mostly in downtown Los Angeles um, with a few screenings scattered other places. Um, it's, of course, our 20th anniversary, so a big year for us. Um, and I've been around for the better part of 10 years. So we've watched the festival really grow by leaps and bounds and um, move across the city. So it's, it's an exciting year for us, and, um, and we've got something for everybody. Yeah. So that's one of the things that's really great about the L.A. Film Festival. It is, and uh, and Doug, I, it's it's playing uh, across as as Maggie just mentioned across Southern California. Tell us about some of the venues where you will be able to watch films from L.A. Film Fest. Well, the the hub of the festival, the main campus of the festival, is down at the Regal Cinemas, down at the L.A. Live uh, complex. But we're also doing things. We'll be having screenings at LACMA, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. One, we'll have a couple of free outdoor screenings. And one thing that I'm really excited about because I love this space, we're actually going to be having a film screening at Union Station in oh, the train station. Nice. Uh, there's for anyone who's ever traveled by train, there's a huge section of the station that's been closed off for a number of years. They've just renovated it. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely beautiful, as that whole station really is. And we're going to be having a special dance-along screening of La Bamba. Oh, nice. Nice. In fact, you know, it's just completely off topic here. My, my uh, uncle was one of the, he was just there for the reopening of it because he was one of the very first people. He was uh, in the military, and when uh, they... They opened it. He was uh, one of the very. Uh, he was there for the opening, or some. It was a. It was. He was part of the uh, reopening of the uh, that section of the, and it's quite an historic building. If anyone from Southern California hasn't been to to the station, you it's it's a remarkable kind of a time capsule, really. Yeah, and especially this section too, because they have had it closed and you know only open on rare occasions yeah. for film shoots. So well, that's the fact that they're letting people back into that area is is really great. Now, now, Maggie, again, you mentioned there's just something for everybody. Uh, let's talk about the opening night and the closing night films uh, as just kind of an, an, an uh, some some window into the the spectrum of films that are available here. Yeah, sure. Um, our, I'll talk about our, a little bit about opening. Um, our opening night film is Snowpiercer, um, which has been widely anticipated and talked a lot about, um, especially in the film community. I just had a chance to re-see it last night, and it's just a spectacular achievement. Um, it's cinematic. It's exciting. I said to Doug last night, it's sort of like one of the rare movies that's like a four-genre movie in one that all works perfectly together. 
Um, and it's just, and people will be very excited by it. Um, it. The entire thing takes place on a train that has to circle the globe since global warming. The attempts to stop global warming have frozen the entire planet, and all of the remaining survivors are on a train that just circles the globe. And um, there's a revolution on the back of the train <laughs> wow. um, that moves through the train to the front of the train, and it's just um, it's an exquisite film. Um, and then, Doug, you want to talk about uh, yeah. Jersey Boys. Yeah. Oh, you're just saying that because I'm a Clint Eastwood fan. <laughs> I, I am. I can't help it. No, Jersey Boys is the latest film from Clint Eastwood, and it's the story. It's based on the, you know, huge stage hit musical Jersey Boys, which is the story of Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. And Clint Eastwood has come on. He made the film version of it. And it's interesting because everyone always thinks of Clint Eastwood as the cowboy or as the cop or all those tough guy roles. But music has always been very central to his filmmaking, especially as a director. He's done music films in the past, of course. Bird, which is one of the great jazz films. Uh, Honky Tonk Man, which is a really underappreciated country and western film. So Jersey Boys is him coming around to, you know, Frankie Valli, all those just iconic songs that they recorded. And it's interesting, too, because he's doing things, some from the stage play, some of his own making. You're like, it's not the completely straightforward music biography you might expect. Mm. You know, there's some interesting twists that he does as a filmmaker. So very excited to have that. We'll be having the world premiere of the film. So closing night will be the first chance for anyone ever to see it. Wonderful. And by the way, regarding Snowpiercer, uh, Bong Joon-ho is the uh, director. And it's got this great cast. I mean, got Chris Evans, Tilda Swindon, uh, Ed Harris, Octavia Spencer, uh, John Hurt. It, it's, they, they, both of these films, opening and closing, look just fantastic. Great, great bookends to the film. Uh, also, uh, one of my favorite animated films of all time is getting a sequel, and that would be How to Train Your Dragon, and that's or How to Drain, Train Your Dragon 2, which you're going to be showing as kind of a, a, a special pre-festival screening. Tell us a little bit about those. It's well. a little bit of a, of a warm-up, you know. Our, our, yeah. It's it, the two days before the festival starts on opening night, which is the 11th, we're having special uh, pre-festival kind of like sneak peeks at How to Train Your Dragon 2 and also 22 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. And... You know, again, it's just sort of one of the ways that we reach out and give Los Angeles a big hug. I mean, there's a lot of filmmaking going on here in town, and it goes from, you know, these kind of big, high-profile studio films all the way to the, you know, small, the independent productions that we also have throughout the festival. So yeah. How to Train Your Dragon 2 will be great. The director is going to come out that evening. We're going to do, I'm going to sit down with him and do a Q&A after the screening. So again, it's a chance yeah. to, you know, the movie's coming out, but when you go see it later, you're not going to have the director there. there you're not you going to get a chance okay. to ask him a question. Uh, I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with, uh, that's Doug Jones, we're just talking to, Associate Director of Programming, as well as Maggie McKay. She's a senior programmer uh, for LA Film Fest as well. And lest we, lest we make it sound like it's all a lot of higher budget films, that is not the case at all. And one of the great things about this festival is, as we, we talked about earlier, the depth and breadth of the films, the narrative competition, the special screenings. Um, I see here, uh, just recently had Nate, uh, Silver, Nathan Silver on to talk about Soft in the Head. I'm really looking forward to Uncertain Terms. 
It's also going to be at the film festival. And now, Maggie, I realize this is like asking you who your favorite child is. And I, was, I knew that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not going to ask it that way. I'm going to ask you now, tell people uh, of particular interest some, some, some of the films that you would point people to that you think are uh, out of the ordinary, unusual, special films that you have, uh, you've had a chance to see that are going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you mentioned Nathan Silver's film, which is amazing on certain terms. Um, it's about a guy um, who uh, sort of gets traumatized living in, in New York City. He has a bad uh, falling out with his, his wife, and he um, takes a little breather from the city by going um, to stay with his aunt, who runs a home for pregnant teenage girls. And um, what unrolls in that home is really um, a great story. It's a good story. Yeah. Um, there's a sort of very sweet romantic touch to it and um he's going to be a big director someday so yeah. um he's a is certainly a one to watch and the cast is just phenomenal yeah so that would be one okay. um i'm also going to talk a little bit about a film called recommended by enrique um which you mentioned lower budget this is a, a very small budget film with a lot of impact um it's a strange story about um an aspiring hollywood actress She's gotten her first gig in a tiny town in uh, Texas. She shows up. The director is nowhere to be seen. And the entire cast is a bunch of teenagers who just sort of shepherd her through the project, even though the director never shows up. Um, At the same time, there's a a cowboy on a weird mission in the same town, and everything sort of seems to stand still. And the great thing about the movie is that if you come to see it at the L.A. Film Festival, you'll get to meet the directors who will tell you the most bizarre story <laughs> upon which the film is based. So at the festival, you're not just getting the movie, you're also getting the stories behind the movies. Um, and in this case, it's a particularly bizarre and interesting and hilarious and dark story. So um, That sounds amazing. Well, say the title again, please. It's recommended by Enrique. Wow. I can't yeah. wait to see that one. Honestly, it's really that's... fun. <laughs> okay. It's really fun. Uh, well, Doug, Doug, uh, let's we gotta shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about some of the documentaries that you uh, are think. Uh, you know, again, using the same uh, question I asked uh, Maggie. What do you What do you look at as sort of special and or really out of the way kind of films that people would be interested in seeing? Oh, there's so many good docs. I mean, one, a couple that I would mention. I'm. Being a stereotypical film guy, I'm not much of a sports fan, but we have a documentary called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. I was going to ask you about that one. Thank you. And it's a documentary about this minor league team out of Portland that was managed by Bing Russell, who is Kurt Russell's dad. He was an actor himself. He was on Bonanza playing the deputy for decades. And when he sort of retired from acting, he bought this minor league baseball team in Portland called the Portland Ma- or he renamed them the Portland Mavericks. <laughs> and these guys, he had no sports, he had no experience managing a baseball team. He held open tryouts. So all these people who just had always dreamed of being a professional baseball player from all around the country came. And he assembled this team of uh, unique individuals, to say it mildly. Yeah. This, this documentary is basically the real-life uh, minor league, if you remember that comedy from yeah, back then. Of course, of course, yeah. So, you know, there are these paunchy guys. They drink, they, ju- go f- they joke around. But the amazing thing is they won. They won constantly. 
which Got put it. a real bee in the bonnet of the actual, you know, baseball commissioner. <laughs> Yeah. that these complete weirdos from Portland were just wiping the floor with all of their clean-cut other baseball teams that would come to town. Wow. Well, the, okay. The, okay. And, the, well, how, and also, there's one that I know is a higher-profile doc called, uh, th- this is about salt. What is it called? Uh, oh, My Name is Salt. My Name is Salt. That looks good to me. This is amazing. This is a, a Verte documentary, so there's no interviews. You ba- The filmmaker spent years, you know, a year or so with this family who, uh, in a desert in the middle of India, they farm salt. They grow salt. Yeah. And you have no idea what it takes for someone to make salt. Uh, and it's an amazing documentary. Visually, it's stunning. Yeah. It's also really interesting because the film just puts you down in the middle of their process. So you're just observing them. And nothing is explained, and you just gradually come to realize what they're doing and how they do this and what is at stake for this family. Okay. And it's it's a really striking film. It's something this especially to see in a theater because yeah. it's it's beautiful to watch, I, and it really will make you appreciate the next time you sit down at I'm, the dinner I'm, table. I'm not kidding. Talking to you guys about these films, my, the hair on my arm is, are, is standing up because I just can't wait to see some of these movies. It really, truly, and this is one that I've had my eye on for. I've heard about it. This uh, this one. Uh, my my name is Salt, um, Maggie. Tell people, uh, we're, you're, you're both involved with Film Independent, the, the, the people who put on the film festival. Let, let's talk about just the great work that's done by Film Independent and, and all, how people who are interested in becoming a member, how can they do that? Absolutely. So um, the Los Angeles Film Festival is, of course, put on by our parent organization, um, which is Film Independent. We also um, run the Spirit Awards. So um, if you're familiar with uh, the Spirit Awards, which happened the night before, or the, really the morning before the Oscars, um, then that's another big program that we do. But we also do stuff year-round. We have a lot of programs. Programmer, programs. We have um, filmmaker labs for aspiring filmmakers, directing, screenwriting, producing labs, a documentary lab. Um, we have an incredible program called Project Involved. Um, that works with filmmakers from underrepresented communities. We just we just sort of run the gamut, and we're a member organization. So right. if you join um, at a very low price, you get to use our resources. You get to go to screenings. We do an incredible screening program year-round at LACMA. Um, really fun stuff there, and um, it's it's really building a community around film in a big town that needs community that is sometimes hard to find. So um, that's what we provide, and you can join up very easily. Um, our website is filmindependent.org, and if you want to buy tickets or a pass to the festival, pass is the best way to go at this point. Yeah. Um, it'll get you into screenings and um, into our filmmaker lounge, our festival lounge, which is a really fun um, hub of the festival. And um, that's LAFilmFest.com. And we would we welcome all. We welcome film lovers. We welcome filmmakers. Um, we welcome people who don't even know yet if they want to be a filmmaker. So um, you can check out our website. Yeah, and it's a, as you said, Maggie, it's such a great thing to have something, even though people, you know, the assumption this is the heart of the, uh, the, the filmmaking community, uh, there aren't a lot of organizations that foster and, and promote and nurture filmmakers. I mean, there are. This is not the only one, but it's just such a terrific uh, organization. And just for the reasons you said, throughout the year, there are screenings, there are seminars, there are symposiums, there's discussions about the film industry. 
uh, and how to the how tos of becoming a documentary filmmaker and such. It's uh, yeah, it's a one. It really is a wonderful organization, and and my my you know I mean I love uh, spirit the Spirit Awards. Uh, it is uh, as I imagined the awards to have been done fifty sixty years ago, where it's much looser, it's much less staged, and people's emotions seem to be genuine as opposed to. Uh, well, I whatever. It, it's just a, it's a better. It's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice tribute to a to a part of the industry that doesn't get the recognition at the Academy Award level because the budgets aren't usually huge budget films. These are the ones that are made by people who love what they do. Um, Indeed. Yeah. And uh, well, it, okay. Well, great. So, film festival start uh, L.A. Film Fest uh, June eleventh. Through June nineteenth, you can go to lafilmfest.com, Find out all you need to know about it. Um, Doug, any anything I'm missing? I know there's a number of things going on uh, uh, besides the films being screened. Diversity panels. You want to talk a little bit about those master classes and that? Yeah, I mean we have a, because we're in Los Angeles. You know, we're able to actually bring a lot of people to the festival. So there's aside from the films that are on the screens, there's a lot of chances to have discussions and hear people speak about what they do and what they uh, what they do in the industry and that we have both people who are instantly recognizable. We're having an evening with Key and Peel, the comedians. I love them. They're oh, coming sorry. out to sit down and just talk about what they find funny and the way they approach comedy and how they've been working together for so long. Do you know uh, I hate to put you on the spot. Do you know when that is? Is that is it? It's listed on the site. It's right? listed. It's listed on the site. Okay. LAFilmFest.com. <laughs> we'll find it then. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So so there's so there's the and go ahead. What else we got? So we have things like that, or you know, mu- the musician Atticus Ross, who works with uh, Trent Reznor right. and has done a lot of film scores. He's coming out to do a special musical performance, but then also speak about his process, his creative process. So we have names that people will recognize, but we're also doing panels on costume designers and production designers. So like we're taking people behind the scenes and behind the cameras into what it takes to put together a film and how you create a film's look through the production design or through the costumes. So it's it, we and and that's just a couple of examples, a few examples right. of all the various conversations that we have going on. And, and also, I just noticed that for you, uh, Doug Jones, you're going to be ho- uh, part of a, you're hosting a, a live performance uh, between Jason Ritter and and Kristen Schaal for as a part of an episode reading uh, of their film of their for Gravity Falls their their show. So that's yes, cool. very excited about that. For people who don't know, Gravity Falls is a animated show on the Disney Channel that's Kind of a combination of the Bobsy Twins meet the X-Files. Okay. <laughs> and we're, we're going to have the actors and the show creator, Alex uh, Hirsch, coming out. They're going to do a, uh, they're going to read a scene that they've written for the festival. Then they're going to, we're going to talk about the show. We're going to maybe get a little sneak peek at some of the artwork, some things that are coming up in season two. And then again, we're going to get a chance, the audience is going to get a chance to ask some questions. So again, it's very much about, like we were saying, building that community and kind of tearing down some of the, the barriers that keep people from filmmakers or films. And, and and Maggie uh, Maggie McKay, senior programmer for LA Film Fest. Uh, you mentioned that you've been with the festival as as a programmer. Is that right for the last ten years? Is that how you're... yeah, on and off. Doug's been around. Doug, you're twelve. I'm ten. Um, yeah. So is this part? Tell me a little bit. Is this part of you got involved with LA uh, with Film Independent and through the 
period of time being around it. How did that? How did you evolve? Uh, both of you evolve into, in into the programming part of it. Is it how? How does? How would one? I mean, obviously, you have a tremendous interest in film, but uh, is this just something you've been wanting to pursue for a while? I mean, for myself, I went to film school in the Midwest. And then I worked for, you know, my first job I ever had was selling popcorn at a movie theater. And that was, oh, so many years ago. And since then, I mean, there's always, there's never really been a time that I wasn't working in some area of film. I did production for a little while. But at a certain point, I started working with nonprofit arts organizations, film societies, and film festivals. And from there, it was just, you know, it's a case of both watching a lot of films and just, spending time working with these organizations. I used to work in San Francisco, and then I came down to Los Angeles to start working with the Los Angeles Film Festival. And it's just about finding a face, uh, a place and finding people to collaborate with to have these great discussions every year about all the films that are out there and trying to distill all the, all the great options that we have yeah. into what eventually becomes the film festival and Maggie yeah. how, I'm sorry and Maggie how about yourself it sounds like you have a similar story I I came out uh, to California to go to graduate school and um, also have a film studies degree um, and at a certain point I sort of thought well the thing I really like to do is sit around and, and talk and debate movies with people that I really respect and so I um, Started off at Sundance and then um, moved over to the Los Angeles Film Festival. Um, I started at Sundance. I was um, funding documentaries through their documentary fund, wow. and then I yes. came over to Film Independent and um, and started working with Doug oh so long ago. And um, you know, Doug and our, our fearless leader David Anson and our team of associate programmers and programmers um, that are on our team. And we just have a great rapport, and I, I really just wanted to sit around and, and talk um, intensely and passionately about film. Um, and I love finding new filmmakers. Um, it's, a, it's a big job. We get a lot, a lot of submissions. Yeah. Um, we're digging through um, every possible outlet to find films um, that we're passionate about. And it sounds a little more glamorous than it is because, um, obviously, there's a, there's a lot of... Yeah. hard stuff that goes with finding those those gem movies but when you find one and you collectively agree that you um that it's got something it's really exciting mm-hmm. and so i wanted to pursue that and i was able to find it um with the la film festival and i love the festival it's it's just a passion for me um to program this festival especially um with david and doug and mm-hmm. our team well, it's fantastic to to hear uh, your stories because you know, obviously something that you love to do and, and th- th- it's a rare combination that you actually get to do that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and, and so and 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 I couldn't think of a, a, a better way to uh, to do it than to be involved in putting together uh, films that you are you're putting out there for people who also love films to enjoy and it's just got to be a very gratifying experience to be at the festival and to see the people who are as excited about these films as you are and that's I, that in and of itself is certainly got to feel pretty darn good so yeah it's nice to be able to be there when a theater is full and a filmmaker's you know 
nervously pacing just outside the door. And, yeah. listen. and I always enjoy watching the filmmakers put their ear up to the door because it's the first time they've ever had an audience of strangers watching their film. Yeah. And they're just yeah. listening for the response. I mean, moments like that, just being able to bring all these elements and all these people together for you know an evening a week a festival of cinema it's like you said it's really really gratifying well, oh, very very good thank you so much so you can go to film um, la film independent i'm sorry filmindependent.org and that will get you uh, into all of the different permutations of film independent and uh, thank you so much for being here on Film School. Sorry about the technical, uh, you know, challenges at the beginning of this, but it's real, real honor to have both of you on here to talk about this festival. And uh, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Mike. Thank uh, you. What I, a pleasure. Take care. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.